पूर्णमद पूर्णमिद पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्ण से पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओ शाशाचार्य केशव वादरायण सूत्रभाष्यत वंदे भगवतुनपुनशरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमद्याप्तहाय दक्षिणमूर्त नम ओ हरि ओ Kosha, Pancha Kosha Viveka, meaning separating the Atma, the Self, 
from the five sheets. First is the discussion of Annamayah Koshaha, Pitruhukta Annajad Viryad Jadaha. This Dehaha, this through the Sariram, is born from the food that is consumed by the parents. Annayanayur, <coughs> meaning that it is born of Annama food. Annayanayur Vardhade, it grows or is sustained by food. And again it goes back into food after death. Saha Dehaha Annamayaha. Thus this Deha is called Annamayaha, modification of food. <coughs> so what we call the body, gross body is the modification of food. The Atma, that cannot be Atma, this cannot be the self. Why do you say that? Pratya Udhamcha Tadabhavataha. Because the body is not there. When is it not there? Prak. So Janmanaha Prak. It is not there before the birth. And Mananad Urdham. It is not there after the death. So what does it mean? If the body is not there before the birth and not there after the death, what does it mean? How does it disqualify the Atma? Because it is Karyam. So that which is subject to birth and death is an effect. Anything that is subject to birth must be an effect. Like a part is an effect and part is not the self and the body also is not the self. So in that sense, in terms of realities, this body enjoys the same degree of reality that a microphone or a part enjoys. And so if microphone is not the self, well body cannot be self. Microphone also is a karyam in effect. The body also is in effect. And therefore, it is not the self. <coughs> this seems to contradict our experience. You say that the body is not the self, or I am not the body. But how do you say that? Because I very much feel that I am body. Dehe pushte, aham pushtaha. When the body is doing well, what do I say? How are you doing? I am doing well. What is doing well? The body is doing well. The body grows, I say that I have grown. I am watching. You <laughs> what? I am watching myself growing, or whatever it is, you know. So, how I am growing. So, all of these expressions that we have are all based on the body, meaning the body is I. And therefore, we say that, okay, we do accept that body is an effect, means it's a product, all right. Like a part is also a product, but just because it is a product doesn't mean that it cannot be I. (coughs) You please tell us why. In why a body should not be Atma. <coughs> so we have to then point out what difficulties, what doshas will be there, what problems will be involved if we take this body as Atma or the Self. Purva Janmani Asan. This Dehaha Purva Janmani Asan. This body was not there in the previous birth. Janma Sampadayat Kasam. So that which is not present earlier, how can it be born, you know, at this point? So if this body itself is Atma, meaning that there is no Atma or the Self other than the body, then you know definitely that this body had birth, meaning that the body was not present before its birth, meaning that there is no cause for this body to be born because cause must be, must occupy a point in time before the effect. So there is no cause for this body to be born. 
Now if there is no cause for the body to be born, then how is the body born? Because how automatically implies the need of a cause. So in our mind when a question arises, how is this body born? There is a already an assumption that there must be a cause because birth is a phenomenon or an event and for any event there must be a cause. We say that the body is product of adrushta, meaning the subtle effects of karma performed in the past. <coughs> now if Atma is not there in the past to perform the karma, how can this body be born? So, janmahetu adrushta sambhavebi asya janmanobi angi kriyamanatvat akruta bhyagamaha prasajjeta This dosha, the problem is called akruta bhyagamaha Akruta, that which is not done Abhyagama, arrival. Arrival or occurrence of that which is not done. Meaning occurrence of something for which there is no cause, there is no reason. Occurrence of something for which there is no reason. That's the dosha because we do not find anything in the creation which occurs without a reason. Question is okay. There is a reason maybe. Just as a, a pot maker or a kulara makes a pot, so this poor pot is born because of action of whom? Action of the pot maker. Now how can this body also be born by the action of the parents? Why can't you say that? See, the rule is that whoever performs the action is the one who must experience the result. I cannot experience the result of actions performed by someone else. Otherwise again there will be no vyavastha, there will be no order at all. If I do something and you become the beneficiary of what I did or I do something and you are blamed for what I did in that case there will be no order at all so rule also is that whoever performs the action must be the one who should experience a result and so if body is the Atma and body is the product then it must be present earlier in order for it to experience whatever experiences it is going through and for which there is no, and it is not there before this birth, and therefore body cannot be Atma. Meaning that I cannot be a product of what my parents have done. My parents merely become instrumental in my birth, that's all we can say. In as much as for birth to take place a certain phenomenon or a mechanism is necessary, for that my parents become an instrument. But this body is strictly the product of the actions performed by me in the past. And therefore, I cannot be the body because body was not present before the birth. So someone else must be there who is other than the body who must be present for this body to result. And so Atma, the I, has to be different from this body. <coughs> now suppose when you say body is Atma, the body dies means Atma, the Self, also dies. If you accept the death of the Self, if you accept the birth of the Self, then the problem is Akruta Abhyagama, occurrence of something for which there is no cause. If you accept the death of the Self, then what happens? Tatha, now continuing the Tika, in the verse 4, it says, Tatha Bhavi Janmaniyapi Asya Deha Rupasya Atmanah Asatvat Abhavat Karmakshaya Prasajeda Ayam Krita 
तथा भावी जन्म ने अभी अस्य देह रूप से आत्मन असत्वाद मीनिंग अभावाद इफ यू से दैट द बॉडी सेल्फ इज द सेल्फ देन आफ्टर द डेथ द बॉडी इज नॉट देयर मीनिंग द सेल्फ इज नॉट देयर आफ्टर द डेथ इन दैट केस यह अनुश्चित हो पुण्य पाप हो ऑल यू गुड एंड द बैड एक्शन दर विन परफॉर्म इन दिस बर्थ फल भोग तो अभावेन आफ्टर द डेथ इफ द सेल्फ डाइज then there is no bhokta or no experiencer for the variety of actions that have been performed in this birth then what happens all the actions performed they have to be exhausted or meaning that they have to die without necessarily having to give rise to any effect because the karta the one who has performed the action alone must be the bhokta he alone must be the experiencer if karta the self is not there beyond a certain point then all the actions performed up to that point which are not yet given rise to the result what happens to them karma bhogam antarena api karma kshaha prasajjeta bhogam antarena api without having to experience the result of the action the actions will be destroyed and that cannot happen when you initiate something it must fulfill itself completely na bhuktam kshiyate karma कल्प कोटिशतरपी cycles of creation until then also this action in the subtle form will remain until it gives rise to its result you see so bhokta must be there who knows when will be the next time i will be born as a human being i may have performed many actions that can be only experienced by a human body and nobody knows when i'll get the human body it may take several kalpa also or may not and therefore or i may have performed some actions that can be enjoyed only in a muscular body let us say and we don't know when i will assume that body but until that time when i assume the appropriate body when that particular action can be experienced until then that action will remain in my account like the money that you invest in a bank or you know and which is in a fixed deposit well when the deposit is matured it will come and it will go to the person in whose name the account is not to just anybody and so so the karmas that are performed by me will stand in my account until i experience them if you say that i die meaning the self or the atma dies then there is no bhoktu hu abhavena there is no experiencer beyond that point and all the actions that are performed in this birth all of them have nowhere to express themselves there is no lokas at all for expression of these actions this is called krutavit pranashah destruction of something that has been done so arrival of something that is not done and destruction of something that is done so in this life a person will perform number of virtuous actions and by his death if all the actions also die then what happens he is deprived of his fair result that he should get In the same time, it is possible that a person will perform all kinds of foul actions, and then also, if he doesn't pay for them, 
then again he gets away without the punishment or without the result that those actions have to give rise. And that cannot happen. That cannot happen because there will be no order in the creation at all. And so this is called Krutavip Pranashaha. There will be no, as I said, the cause and effect chain itself is not there. If there can be an effect, namely body, without the cause, and if there be cause and the karma without the effect, then the whole cause and effect chain, the cause and effect rule itself will not be applicable, in which case we cannot explain the creation at all. And so this creation and the diversity that we find can be explained only when we accept continuity of existence. The continuity of existence of the self. The self continues to exist in one form or the other, associated with one body or the other. Another thing also is, nowhere in the creation do we find a phenomenon called birth or death, really speaking. There is no such thing as birth as such. What we call birth is nothing but the transformation of the previous stage. When we say there is birth of a part, in fact what it is is this modification or transformation of the clay. Nothing new is born, and when it's a death of a part, there also is nothing but transformation into from one stage to the other stage. And so there is no such phenomenon as birth or death. What we find is continuity of existence everywhere, just the form keeps on changing, but the substance never dies. The form keeps on changing, the substance never dies. So there is no reason to believe that Atma dies, because there is no illustration of death, and no illustration of birth as such. <coughs> and therefore, it doesn't stand to reason in any way to accept that there is birth of Atma and death of Atma. Evam Kurukanasha Akrata Bhyagavarupa Bhadaka Sadbhavad. Since this is Bhadaka, meaning this kind of a dosha or a problem is involved, if you accept the birth and death of Atma, namely occurrence of something for which there is no reason and destruction of something which should give rise to the effect that kind of a dosha or a problem will occur and therefore we say that this body is not Atma meaning Atma does not have birth and death body is birth and death and therefore body cannot be Atma so argument is this that we cannot accept the birth of the self nor can we accept the death of the self if we accept the birth then akruta bhyagama. If you accept the death of the self, kruta vipranasha. And both of these doshas will make it impossible to explain any phenomenon in the creation. There will be no order in the creation at all, so there cannot be birth and death for the self. Body yes, birth and death. And therefore, body cannot be the self. That's the idea. <coughs> Atmanaha karyatum nangi kartabhyam and therefore we cannot accept that Atma or the self is karyam is a fact. Iti bhavaha. Evam annamaya kosasya anatmatvam pradasya this manner, having demonstrated that Annamaya Kosha, the gross body is Anatma, non-self, Pranamaya Kosha, Svarubam, Tad Anatmatvam, Chidarshadi. Next, the author proceeds to show how the next Kosha, namely Pranamaya Kosha, what Pranamaya Kosha is, what is his so-called vital air sheath, and 
also further shows how it also cannot be Atma, it cannot be the Self. <coughs> Says in the verse 5, Purno dehe balam yachan Akshanam yaf pravartakaha Vayuf pranamayo nasau Atma chaitanya varjanad See, there is a mark one about the word Purnaha that refers to footnote number one. Dehatma vajanam charvakam nirasya pranatma vajanaha hairanya garbhan nirasyadi purnaityadina. So, first verse was refutation of the view of charvaka who is dehatma vadi. Meaning, the one who takes the body as atma. That view has been refuted in the earlier verse. Now there are other people who take the pran, the vital air, as a self. And that also is a matter of experience. That hunger, thirst, etc., which are in fact the characteristics of prana, the vital air, I take it to be mine. I am hungry, I am thirsty. And so, not only that, it is our experience also, that when the prana, the vital air, departs from this gross body, we find that the gross body is dead. And therefore also it goes to reason to think that prana is atma. As long as prana, the vital air was there in this gross body, so long the body was alive, conscious, sentient, and moment the prana departs from this body, the body is no more sentient. That shows that the body is sentient or alive on account of prana, and therefore prana should be called atma. And so people believe they are called hairindigarbha, so those who believe that the subtle body of the prana is atma and that view is now not subtle body but prana itself. So Hiranyagarbha is the uh, Kriya Shaktiman. So the one who is possessed of the Kriya Shakti or the power to act that, that prana, the vital air is atma, that is a view held by some people. That view is also being refuted now in the in this, this fifth verse. This Purno Dehe. The one who is Purnaha, Purnaha means one who pervades the entire body. This prana, the vital air is that which pervades the entire body. Balam yachan, and that which provides the balam or the power to this body. The power to act comes from prana, the vital air. Akshanam yaf pravartakaha, and one who actually pravartakaha, one who directs or prompts activities of akshana, of sense organs. <coughs> Vayu, this Vayu is called Pranameha. That is called Pranameha Koshaha. <coughs> now, asav Atma. This Pranameha also is not Atma. Why do you say? Chaitanya Varjanat. Because it is not conscious. Atma must necessarily be conscious. The Self, now when you don't accept body, is Atma. Then everybody knows that I am a conscious being. Whereas this prana or vayu, we know very well, is not a conscious thing. In fact, body also is not conscious, mind also is not conscious. But body has already been refuted. The vayu, the breath in fact which goes in and out, is something that we know is not conscious or jada. Atma must be conscious and therefore 
this pranamaya kosha also cannot be atman. <coughs> That's what the Tikaka explains. Yo vayuhu dehe purnaha padavi mastaka pariyantam vyaptasan Yo vayuhu, that vayu or that air, dehe purnaha one who fills up the whole body, meaning padavi mastaka pariyantam vyaptasan one who fills up or pervades the entire body from the soul to the crown. So from the soul to the crown who pervades the entire body. So we know life is in every cell there is life. And life is there means the vital force is there. So vital energy is there that fills up the whole body or pervades the whole body from the tip to the top, you know, or from the soul to the crown. <coughs> Secondly, what does it do? Balam yachan. He gives us his sarupa. What is the nature of this pranamaya kosha is being explained here so that we can identify. When we are in a process of contemplation, then how do we identify? What is meant by this gross vandamaya kosha? Then we can see and we can... In fact, this itself can become meditation. You are sitting quietly and you just deliberate upon this body. How the body is born from the food. How it grows because of food. How it is sustained by food. How it ultimately goes back into food. We can spend time to actually visualize this. And thus we will see how this body is nothing but modification of food. And that body has birth and death. I cannot have birth and death. And therefore, I am not the body. Thus, one can actually visualize, meditate on this fact. In order to make this idea firm. Because otherwise, the body continues to demand that it is a self. And thus we have to spend time. Similarly, he is here explaining what is meant by this pranamah koshaha. What is this vital air sheath? Then that which pervades the body from the sole of the foot right up to the crown of the head, we can see how this vital energy fills up the entire body, makes it sentient. Balam yachan, secondly, what is it that provides balam or the strength? Vyanarupena samartham prayachana. The same prana has five different modifications. Five physiological modifications are there. It's called prana, apana, vyana, udana and samana. This we all know very well. So prana is the respiratory system or the, the, the breath that is going out. Apana is the breath that is going in or the system which is therefore rejection and then vyana is the circulation samana is the digestion and udana is that which reacts you know such as vomiting etc all this is udana <coughs> of this that vyana it's, it mainly remains in what we call these joints so that modification of the vayu called vyana it primarily its locus is where in the joints Remaining in the joints, it provides strength to the body. And generally speaking, when both the prana and apana stop, at that time this vyana becomes particularly manifest. What is prana? The breathing in. Breathing out. What is apana? Breathing in. When both of them stop. So that is the moment when you want to exercise strength. Take the case of the one who is shooting an arrow. I mean, performing a task that requires strength. And when he shoots that arrow, 
at that time the total concentration is there his breathing stops momentarily when he does that or whenever you are lifting something or when you are doing something that requires strength then you find that prana and apana both of them stop the breathing in and out stops momentarily and that vyana that vayu which is there in the joints that now becomes active provides the strength to perform a task that requires strength so that is called vyana vayu so who provides the strength that vital energy in the form of vyana vyana rupena samarthyam prayachanna as vyana is a modification vyana this prana is that which provides us samarthyam the strength to the body <coughs> what else does it do akshanam yah pravartakah akshanam chakshuradinam indriyanam pravartakah prerakah vartate so he is again the force this prana is a force behind all of our sense organs organs of perception as well as organs of action that is the reason why this organs of perception and organs of action are also called prana elsewhere in the upanishad very often the sense organs are also referred to or they are also called by the word prana in a secondary sense primary sense this is prana <coughs> in a secondary sense the sense organs are also called prana because and we know and it is also said that in the eyes the prana vayu remains so prana vayu is that which in fact gives the uh, the ability for the eyes to perceive vyana is a vayu that gives ability to ears you know to be able to hear <coughs> this associated with every organ of perception there is that modification of vayu and thus the organs of action as well as organs of perception all of them are prompted by or directed by or regulated by this prana when the prana becomes weak as the age advances when the vital air becomes weak we find that the functions of our sense organs also become weak now swamiji i'm old i can't see i can't hear now i cannot lift much weight i cannot climb up and so on and so forth i cannot you know do so many things when the prana has become weak that shows that prana is that which in fact provides the energy or the strength behind the organs of action and organs of perception there also prana pravartakah prerakah so one who prompts one who directs or one who yeah um, the the one that is the prompting force behind the organs of action and perception savayu prana mahari uchchade this vayu after all what we call prana is nothing but this ordinary air that air which is outside that alone becomes your breath and that alone gets modified into what we call the different pranas prana pana vyana etc and that vayu which is responsible for sustaining this vitality in this body is called pranamaya kosha <coughs> na sau atma asau api atma anubhavati even this prana also is not atma is also not the self tatra hetumah for that the hetu the reason is given why do you say this pranamaya or the vital is not atma chaitanya varjana because it is not conscious therefore says vivada dhyasita prana atmana bhavati 
जड़वाद घटादिवत भाव विवाद दिस प्राणा विच इज ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ विवाद ऑफ कंटेंशन आत्मा न दिस प्राणा कैन नॉट बी आत्मा इट ही कैन नॉट बी द सेल्फ वाई जड़वाद बिकॉज इज जड़ इनर्ट आत्मा द सेल्फ कैन नॉट बी इनर्ट Everything else is inert, but that much is sure that I am not inert. <coughs> Someone was, in fact, arguing once in a meeting when we had some talk was going on. Then the question and the session was there, and this was in a in scientific place, you know, <coughs> in a place where the scientists were working. And so this person said that uh, the, the the truth or the self is, in fact, the matter. That is where the self is, and therefore the the truth is matter or inert. So I just ask the question: Please tell me, are you inert to conscious? So I am conscious. That's all right. If you are conscious, then you are the truth. And so inert cannot be the truth. Conscious alone is the truth. That is for sure that I am a conscious being. I think there is no doubt about that. And I am when this Vayu or the Prana is not conscious. That also we know because it comes in and out, and we can feel that this is Jada. This is an inert thing, like anything else. The Jada also means Paraprakasha, something that is something that is Dasham, that is seen, something that is objectified, and therefore I am the subject who is a conscious being, and the Prana cannot be the Atma. Then Viveka Chudamani gives a very interesting illustration. That when this person is sleeping, he is fast asleep. At that time also, the prana is awake. Understand? Even when we are sleeping, this prana, all the functions of the body are going on. Meaning, prana is awake. In Prasnopanishad, in fact, very beautifully it says how the different pranas are performing yajna. How constantly, even when the, this person is asleep, the pranas are all performing a beautiful yaga. Anyway, so pranas are awake. When I am asleep, at that time, suppose a thief happens to come there. If these pranas were conscious, then they would have definitely screamed, you know, that the thief is there. But they don't do anything at all. This fellow comes, he takes away all kinds of things and goes away. And still, these pranas never complain, never speak out. That shows that they are jada, they are con- not conscious, they are inert, and inert cannot be atma. Therefore, says. Jadatvat ghatadivat like a pot is inert, doesn't is doesn't is not conscious, and just as pot is not atma, and so also prana which is not conscious is not atma. <coughs> okay, that's the discussion on pranamah kosha. Idanim manomas rupa darshana purvakam tasyabi anatmatvam aha. Thirdly, now the author discusses manomaya kosha, swarupa darshana purvakam. First of all, the swarupa, the nature of this manomaya kosha, the so-called mentor sheath. What is its nature? That is first being told, tasyabi anatmatvamaha, and then it is further said how manomaya kosha also is not atma, meaning how the mind also is not atma. <coughs> that is said in the sixth verse. अहंता ममता देहे 
That faculty in us now, what is mind? Mind is that faculty which has a sense of identification or ahankara in this body. That which calls this body as I, geharav and the house and car etc. That which has a sense of mindness. So where is this aham and mama? So ahankara is included with this manomaya kosha. In fact, we recognize four faculties, buddhi, manaha, buddhi, chittam, ahankara. However, very often there is this mind is divided into two faculties, namely manaha and buddhi. At that time, often the ahankara is included with the manaha. And chittam or the, the remembering or thinking faculty is included with buddhi. That's what is done here. <coughs> That's why it is said ahantam, that ahankara, so ahankara also is included in the manomah koshaha. The one with a sense of aham or i-ness in this body, dehe geharo mamatam, and one who calls this house is mine, the car is mine, and says that mamata or the sense of ownership, so belonging to me, that's what it says about other things, yaha karodi, that's one thing. Then what? Kamadi avasthaya bhrantaha. Bhrantaha will explain one who is always chanchalaha. Mind is what? All the time variable, all the time changing. So one is changing and un- unpredictable on account of variety of modifications such as kamaha, krodha, etc. So on account of passion, anger, etc., that which is constantly changing. This is called manomaya koshaha. So you can sit and again contemplate upon this and, and, and see that this is manomaya koshaha. That faculty in me which is ahankara, mamakara and which is constantly changing. This is manomaya. Na aso atma. He says even this also is not atma. <coughs> says the tikagara, dehe ahantam. Aham bhavam gruhadav mamatam madiyatva abhimanam chayah karodi asav manomayahiti saha atma nabhavati because ahantam mamatam so dehe ahantam in the body ahantam means aham bhavaha I am the body so one who has his identification with the body or that which takes the body as I gruhadav mamatam Madhiyattu abhimanam, that this is mine. That kind of abhimanam or identification one has with reference to house and other possessions. Asau manomaya haiti, that is called the manomaya It is called the mental sheet. It's called the mind. Sa atman bhavati, it is not atma, it is not self. Kutaha, how do you say that this mind is not the self? Kamadi avasthaya bhrantaha. This is the bhrantaha is the visheshanam. 
the adjective of this mind. Bhrantaha. So this manomaya, the mental sheath is bhrantaha. Now bhranta means deluded one way. Or bhranta means constantly wandering. So brahmanam. Brahm is a root, you know. And brahm also means to get deluded or brahm also means to wander. So bhranta means one is constantly wandering or constantly changing. And since he is, so the point is in this one, in this verse, a specifically Hetu is not given. You see in the earlier verses, to show that Andhama is not Atma, the Hetu was given. Prakcha Urdvamtad Abhavataha, fifth case. Because the body is not there before and after, therefore it is not Atma. In the fifth verse, when the teacher said that Pranama is not Atma, that's why Hetu was given. Chaitanya Varjanat, because prana is not conscious. Now here the Hetu is not given specifically. Why, why do you say that Manoma is not Atma? But without giving the specific Hetu or the cause, however, the teacher gives here a vishesham or a characteristic of this Manoma which contains the Hetu. <coughs> so it is said, Hetu Garabham Visheshanam. What is Visheshanam? Bhrantaha is a visheshanam. Visheshanam means the characteristic or attribute. Bhrantaha is the attribute of this mind and that itself contains a hetu as to why mind is not atma. <coughs> Kamadi avasthaya kamak karodhadi vrittimatvena aniyata svabhavatva dityartha. So bhrantaha means aniyata svabhavaha. Whose svabhavaha of the nature is not niyata, not certain one of uncertain nature, one of changing nature, one who constantly undergoes modification is called bhranta. In what manner does he undergo modification? Kamadi avasthaya. Now it is in a state of what we call kama, desire, then in the state of anger, then in the state of greed, then in the state of something else, and thus this mind is that which keeps on changing from one state to the other, from one mode to the other, and thus it is subject to constant modification. And so, since it is subject to constant modification, therefore it is not Atma. And so, that Hetu or the reason is contained in this Visheshanam Bhrantaha. And that is what is said by the Tikagara, Manomaya Atma Nabhavati Vikaritvat Dehavat Iti Bhavaha. Manomaya Atma Nabhavati, this mind, it's not Atma, not the Self, because it is subject to modification, Dehavat, like the body. See, interesting thing is, the illustration, Drashtanda is Dehavat, just as body is, because body is already proven to be Anatma. And when it is proven to be Anatma, then it can become Drashtanda. Body was said to be Anatma because it is Karyam. But body has many other characteristics also. What is another one characteristic of body? Subject to change. Right now is Dehi Nosmin Yasadehe Kaumaram Yovanam Jara. Now this body is like body of a child, then the body of a young man, then the body of an old man, thus the childhood, youth, old age, all these modifications the body is constantly undergoing. And body is anatma, therefore whatever undergoes modifications also is anatma. This is the See, Drashtanta is where both the Sadhya and the Hetu are to be found. 
So body is drishtanta, the illustration. What is sadhya? Anatma. So body is anatma, proven. What is the hate of the cause? Vikaritvat. Body is constantly undergoing modification. So both the Hetu and the Sadhya are found in the Stanta and in, in what we call Manomaya, the Hetu is found namely Vikaritvat. The Sadhya namely Anatmatvam also is proven. <coughs> so Manomaya, Atmana Bhavati, Vikaritvat. This mind or Manomaya, Koshaha, cannot be Atma because it is constantly subject to change. They have Tribhavaha like the body is. <coughs> then continuing Anandaram Kartur Shabdavachyasya Vijnanamayasya Swarubham Pradashan Tad Anatmatvam Darshayati Anandaram footnote number 2 says Manomayasya Anatmatva Sadhanantaram Iribhavaha Having established that Manomaya is Anatma thereafter Kartra Shabdavachyasya Vijnanamayasya Swarubham Pradashyan Tad Anatvatvam Darshadi In the next verse, the teacher shows the Swarubham, the nature of what is known as Vijnanamaya, who is also called Kartru. So that for which the word Karta or the agent is employed and which in fact is Vijnanamaya Koshaha or what we call the intellectual sheath, is it? So Sarubham Pradarshan, showing the Sarupa, the nature of that Vijnanamaya Koshaha, Tat Anatmatvam. And then the teacher also shows how Vijnanamaya is not Atma. <coughs> that is then the seventh verse. <coughs> Lina Sukta Vapurbodhe Vyapnuya Dana Khagraga Chichayo peta dhir natma Vijnana maya shabda bhaga Usually this cause, reason cited for showing that buddhi or the intellect is not atma for every course a different reason is cited the reason cited for buddhi for not being atma is lina sutta. In the deep sleep, his intellect is not there, is not functioning. Intellect is not there in deep sleep. Vapur bodhe vyapne bodhe. Again, when one wakes up, vapu vyapnyad anakhagraga. And then, once one wakes up, then this buddhi pervades the entire body. Anakagraga, beginning from this nakha, nakha means a nail. So beginning from tip of the nail, it pervades the entire body once one wakes up. Meaning the buddhi is not there in deep sleep and then it is there when we wake up. So this buddhi has what we call the birth and the death. Buddhi arises and again completely resolves. So buddhi is subject to arising or being born when we wake up and again completely being unmanifest when we go to sleep. It becomes manifest and unmanifest. Thus it undergoes changes. Upe 
Yoga means that which is endowed with Chichaya. Chaya means a reflection. So Chichaya means reflection of Chit or consciousness. So Buddhi is that faculty in which the consciousness is reflected. And that the reflected consciousness is subsequently passed on to the Manaha, to the Pranaha, to the Dehaha. So this Buddhi in which the consciousness is reflected, which Lina Supto, which in the deep sleep is Lina, meaning is completely resolved, Bodhe, Pyatmavyat, again in the waking state, it pervades the entire body. This Buddhi with the reflection of consciousness is no Atma, there also cannot be Atma. Vijnanamaya Shabdabhad. So that which is known by the word Vijnanamaya, this Buddhi also cannot be Atma. <coughs> Explains here the commentator. Ya chichayo peta dihi chidabhasa yukta buddhi suptau suptikale lina vilina sati bodhi jagaranakale anakagraga nakagra pariyantam vartamana sati vapuhu shariram vyapnayat sam vyapya vartate. Sadhijnanam shabdabhat vijnanam shabdena uchyamana. So second line says Chichaya Upeta. Ya Chichaya Upeta Dihi. Dihi means Chidabhasa Yukta Buddhi. So this Buddhi is a faculty where consciousness is reflected. It is made of Sattva. It is closest to the Atma. Buddhi is the closest to the Atma and therefore that is where Atma or the consciousness is reflected. So Chidabhasa Yukta Buddhi just as the sun gets reflected in the water of bucket and so also the Atma sort of gets reflected in the Buddhi. But don't imagine Atma standing separate from Buddhi and being reflected. That's not the idea. Although when we give the illustration of reflection, the sun is in one place, the water reflecting medium is another place and then the reflection takes place. So whenever the illustration of reflection is given, associated with it is the idea of duality of the bimba and the pratibimba, or the image and the reflecting medium, they are different. But that is not the case here. It is not that the buddhi stands apart from the self and the self gets reflected in the buddhi. But then whatever effect is created by reflection, similar effect is created here. When the sun is reflected in a bucket of water, how the sun seems to be limited, how the sun seems to have entered the water. How it seems to be limited by the dimension of water. How it seems to be also, the, uh, also limited by the characteristics of water. If the water is muddy, then the sun also appears to be dull. If the water is restless, that sun also appears to be restless. And how therefore it seems to be uh, taking over the or identifying with the attributes of water. So this kind of phenomena happen with Atma. And therefore we say that Atma is as though reflected in Buddhi. So reflected in Buddhi, I take myself the size of Buddhi. Buddhi is confined to his body, I say that I am confined to the body. Buddhi is inside the body, I say that I am inside the body. When Buddhi is restless, I say that I am restless. Buddhi is ignorant, I say I am ignorant. And thus the limitations of Buddhi are superimposed upon the Atma, 
and therefore we say that Atma is reflected in the Buddhi. <coughs> also what happens to the water? That water becomes bright. Water by itself is not the nature of light. Water cannot live in. But when the sun gets reflected in the water, water as though gains ability to illumine. Or the mirror, for example, mirror itself cannot illumine anything. But when the sun gets reflected in the mirror, you can in fact illumine some room or some place with that reflected light. Thus the characteristic of the sun is also adopted by the medium, reflected medium, namely mirror. And so also buddhi appears to be a conscious entity. So consciousness of the Atma is as though, I mean, you know, is as though uh, received by the buddhi and limitations of the buddhi are superimposed upon the Atma. Thus this Anyonya Dhyasa or this mutual superimposition is there. Therefore, the illustration of reflection is given. <coughs> ya chichaya upeta dhihi Upeta means yukta ya chidavhasa yukta buddhihi that interlaves end always the reflected consciousness. Sukta meaning suptikale, lina meaning vilina sati. It becomes vilina. It becomes totally uh, merged. This buddhi gets totally merged in the deep sleep. Where does it merge? It merges into its own cause, namely agnanam. So buddhi also is product of ignorance. In the deep sleep, the buddhi gets totally merged into ignorance. Sati. Bodhe meaning Jagaranakale Anakagraga Nakagra Paryantam A means Paryantam Samantad Ahya means Paryantam Vartamana Sati and then when we wake up that Buddhi manifests itself as present throughout the body right up to our nails meaning up to the tip the Buddhi manifests itself as present throughout the body that same buddhi, because we don't know in the deep sleep. In the deep sleep there is no sensation. If somebody touches me, somebody does something to me, we don't know. Very often the mosquitoes bite us and all kinds of things happen. We are not aware of them. We just know it by the stains of blood when we wake up in the morning. That yes, mosquito bite was there. Funny thing, you know, sometimes, has anybody experienced or known how the mice, a mouse also bites you? So his mouse, the, the funny creature, they say that the mouse bites at the same time blows air so that you don't feel that you are being bitten. Except that when it finishes the task, then there is a big thing there, you know, that's all. So when you wake up in the morning, you find that in the sole of a foot or somewhere, there is a big, uh, you know, uh, swelling there. Because the mouse came at night and bit you, but you didn't know that. Why? Because that consciousness was not there. Only when the buddhi pervades the body, then alone we will know, we will be aware of the every point in the body. In the deep sleep, the buddhi doesn't pervade, and therefore we are not aware. That's the idea here. Anyway, so this buddhi merges into ignorance in the deep sleep, because manifest when you wake up, and pervades the entire body up to the tip of the nail. That faculty is called buddhi. You recognize this. He is telling us here what is the nature of this vijnanamaya koshaha or buddhi. It is that which receives a reflection of consciousness. It is that which is not available in the deep sleep because it merges into cause. 
it is that which pervades the entire body right up to the tip of the nail, so that is buddhi. Vapuhu shariram vyapnuyat samvyapya vartate, it pervades the entire body. Sa vijnanam shabdabhat, vijnanam shabdena uchyamana. So that buddhi comes to be called vijnanamaya, it, it comes to be designated as vijnanamaya. That's what Kartrutva is earlier stated next. So, Asavabhi Atmana Bhavati. So, here also the Hetu is not specifically or explicitly given by the, by the teacher, but the Tikagara tells us what is the Hetu or the cause and reason involved in saying that this Vijnanamaya Kosha is not Atma. Asavabhi Atmana Bhavati Virayadi Avasthavatvat. This buddhi also cannot be Atman. Why? Vilayadi avasthavatvad. Say the footnote number one. Utpatti nashvatvad iti ashaya. So vilaya, vilaya means merging. The adi shabda is there, you know. Adi means etc. Merging etc. Etc. means what? Utpatti vinasha. Utpati means it is created when we wake up. Vinasha, it is not there when we go to sleep. And that faculty which is subject to being born and dying or created and again merged, that cannot be Atma, Ghatta Adivat. Like a part is created and again subject to, it goes back into its cause. So that which becomes manifest from the cause and merges back into the cause, that cannot be Atma. So Ghatta is a Drishtanta. We know that a part is not the self. And also, part, it merges into the clay when the part is destroyed. And it arises from the clay again, you know, becomes manifest from the clay. Buddhi also is like that. It merges into the cause, and then when you wake up, again it becomes manifest. <coughs> Therefore, this buddhi or the vijnanamaya kosha also is not atma. <coughs> The question was asked, Nanu Manu Buddhyoho Antah Karnatva Avisheshat Manu Maya Vijnana Maya Rupena Koshadvaya Kalpana Anupanna Iti Asankya Kartritva Karnatva Bhyam Bhegasadbhavad Ghatate Eva Manu Maya Tvadibhedahityaha Somebody asked this question, that what you call Manaha and what you call Buddhihi, both of them are in fact mind alone. There is one what we call antahkaranam, the inner karanam or the inner organ, which in English is called mind. And that mind, of this mind alone there are these two categories called manaha and buddhi. So that faculty which does all the sankalpa, vikalpa, meaning all the doubts, etc., that's what we call manaha. And that faculty which asserts or which knows, that is what we call buddhi, but basically both of them are antahkaranam, both of them are mind alone. So mano buddhyoho antahkaranatva avishesha, avishesha means samanatvat. Since both are antahkaranam, both are inner organ, mano maya vijnanamaya rupena koshadvaya kalpana anupanna. We do not see anupanna means what? Yukti viruddha. We don't find any yukti or reason, unreasonable, untenable. So when the faculty is one alone, how do you divide it into two, namely Manomaya 
and vijnana may have. Because mano, what is mind? See, mind is nothing but flow of thoughts. Mind is what? A flow of thoughts. At any point in time, what is mind? A given thought. And one thought arising after another thought, this whole series of thoughts is called mind. What is mind? Now when you say manaha, meaning it's doubting, etc., what is that? That is also a thought. When you say buddhi, meaning ascertaining, deciding, that is also what? That is also a thought. So what you call manaha is also thought. What you call buddhi, that also is thought. If both are thought alone, then why do you categorize them as manomaya and vijnanamaya? Because avishesha, in as much as both are thoughts, there is no difference between the two. And when there is no difference between the two, then why do you create this difference? That one is manomaya kosha, other is vijnanamaya kosha. <coughs> Iti asankya. We do not find any reason in that in your classification. When it is said, then it says, Kartrutva karanatva bhyam karanatva bhyam bhedasad bhavad. He says, well, even though both are the nature of thought, still there is a difference in the kind of thoughts. Kartrutva karanatva. One is the kind of a thought where kartrutva, the sense of doer or agency is involved. Karanatva, another is a thought which is karanam or which is an instrument. So one is karta, other is karanam. That difference being there, bheda sadbhavat. Since that bheda of the difference is there, this ghatate, what? Ghatate eva manomayatvadi bheda. Therefore, this distinction, that one is manomaya and the vijnanamaya, that bheda of the distinction definitely is possible, is right or is tenable because even though both are thoughts alright, but still one is a thought of the nature of karta, other is a thought of the nature of karanam. <coughs> That's what he says in the verse 8 here. Kartrutva karanatva abhyam Vikriyetantarindriyam Vijnana manasi antaha Bahischaite parasparam Kartrutva karanatva abhyam vikriyeta antarindriyam. This antarindriyam meaning this inner organ vikriyeta, it does undergo a vikara or modification in the form of kartrutva and karanatva. Vijnana manasi antar bahihicha ete parasparam. So, therefore, we have these two vijnana manasi, vijnana maya kosha and manomaya kosha. Antar bahisse parasparam and also with reference to each other, one is inner and one is outer. So two kinds of differences are being told here as to why we distinguish this mind as Vijnanamaya and Manomaya is that their functions are different. That one is of the nature of Karta, other is of the nature of Karanam and secondly one is inner and other is outer. These two differences being there we are quite justified in this, I mean, you know, categorize them as two different koshas. <coughs> That's what he explained there. So, Kartrutvaiti says footnote number two, Manomaya Vijnanamaya Yoho Vaishishtim Darshayati. Okay. So that Vaishishtra means that difference which is there between Manomaya and Vijnanamaya 
is being shown by this verse Antarindriyam Antahkaranam Kartrutva Karnatvabhyam Kartrupena Karnarupena Vikriyeta Parinameta Ityartaha So this much we know that even what we call mind in mind there's these two different distinct faculties are there we often find that one part of the mind is watching another part of mind one part of mind is directing another part of mind this is what we experience and who is the part that is watching that karta the agent and that other part which is directed is which one what we call karanam or the instrument and so sometimes the mind acts as an instrument so when we gain perception of these different objects of the world then there is a faculty called manaha which is an instrument of gaining the knowledge and getting all the data so sometimes our mind functions as gathering the different data different information of the data about the objects about our experiences and there is another faculty which evaluates all this data so that which evaluates the data makes the decision and then decides what is to be done and then and performs the action directs the action that is another faculty so one faculty is perceives so this is a glass this is a book so data which is presented by the eyes when i say this is book that may be based on data presented by different faculties or when i say this is rose it may be the result of the data presented by the eyes by the touch by the smell and so all this data is synthesized by a faculty and from there comes this perception or this this uh, knowledge this is a rose this knowledge is presented for consideration to another faculty called buddhi then it decides what is to be done i want that rose i pick up that rose some action is performed or i give that rose or i do something about it so that faculty which decides what rose i don't want to do anything also this is a rose fine it's a beautiful rose okay let it be where it is you know and then that also is decision so there is a faculty which makes a decision there is a faculty which gathers the data there is another faculty which makes a decision pertaining to the data which directs the action so vijnanam yagnyam tanute karmani tanute vicha vijnanam is vijnanam ekosha is that which performs different yagnas which performs different actions so kartrutva or the sense of doership is in the mind but there is one faculty <clears throat> and that other faculty of the mind which follows the the direction of this agent and performs the action that is the what we call karana or instrument <clears throat> and so kartrutva karanatvabhyam kartrupena karanarupena cha vikriyeta is one mind alone now it becomes karta then it becomes karanam not that we have two minds there this mind alone just as one person alone now he may be a driver and then may be a manager also you know so as long as he is driving we call him a driver when the fellow goes to his office and sits in his chair you call him a manager or whatever not there are two different persons but two different functions are there and a person gains two different designations on account of different functions he performs so also the mind gets these two designations when the mind acts as a karta then we call him vijnanamah kosha the very same mind when it is perceiving and acting as a karanam then we call it 
मनोमयकोशन सो दिस अंतकरणम विक्रियत परिणमेत इट एंड गोस मॉडिफिकेशन इन दिस मैनर एस कर्तृत्व एंड एस कर्ता एंड करणम एते दैट कम्स टू रिवर्स अंतर्बहिस्य एते एते मींस कर्तृकरणे विज्ञान मनसी दिस कर्तृकरणे विज्ञान दिस टू आर कॉल्ड विज्ञान मनसी विज्ञान मन विज्ञान मन शब्दवाच्य भवतः दैट व्हेन द माइंड बिकम्स कर्ता वी कॉल इट विज्ञानमयम एंड व्हेन द माइंड बिकम्स करणम वी कॉल इट मनोमयम एते च परस्परम अंतर्बहिर्भावेन वर्तेते एंड आल्सो दिस टू रिमेन वर्तेते दे रिमेन इज व्हाट अंतर्बहिर्भावेन वन इज इनसाइड विथ रेफरेंस टू द अदर वन Take the case of splitting the wood with an axe. So when you split the wood with the axe, there is a hierarchy involved there of what is inside and what is outside. We would say that this splitter of the wood, the wood splitter is inside with reference to the axe, and axe is inside with reference to the wood. Because who is more important? Who is the controller? so that decides what is inside or what is superior inside doesn't necessarily have to be in terms of space inside can be in terms of subtlety superiority controllership so the wood cutter controls therefore he is innermost second thing is the x which is inner with reference to the wood and just as we use the word inside and outside superior and inferior in the same manner we use the term with reference to buddhi and manah that buddhi is superior to the mind it controls the mind the different doubts etc which arise in the mind ultimately who makes a decision about them the buddhi so deciding faculty buddhi is a controlling faculty with reference to the mind or the karta the agent of action also is controls the instrument just as the woodcutter controls that axe so also the buddhi controls the mind and makes let i mean makes the mind do things according to its desire therefore they they enjoy a place parasparam what is the place they enjoy one is inner with reference to the other one one is superior to the other one one is controller of the other one so this distinction also is there so the the functions are also different and the positions are also different therefore we are quite justified in dividing the mind into two categories namely manomaya and vijnanamaya <coughs> okay om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya पूर्णमेवशिष्यते शांति 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 शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव वादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे भगवतुनपुनो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमद्याय दक्षिणमूर्त नम ओ शाति 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 
हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम